Hi, and welcome back to the YU podcast, a safe space to jam out all things careers, boost your confidence, and of course, answering the question, why should we hire you? I'm Fee, and I'm joined by Laura. Hey. In this series, we're talking about resilience. This is the fifth episode of five parts. Today, we want to get pretty real and talk about resilience through hardships in your personal life. Yeah, I'm super excited for this topic, Fee, because as much as it's going to be a hard and heavy one, it's so relatable. Like we all have this life stuff that goes on outside of work and it's hard to just leave that at the door when you come to the office. Mm. You know, for me, I had a really big loss in my life with my mum passing away last year. So for me, grief in the workplace has been a new thing over the last year and a half. And it was Mm. like three weeks into my new role. That's when mum went to hospital. So it it was not only obviously the grief, but just a you know, really like a a heavy Mm, thing to go through. Yeah. Yeah, And like just not knowing what I could ask for and the support I could get. So I think this is quite a topic that's close to my heart and Mm. it's unrealistic to think that you're just going to come to work. It's always been smooth sailing and like everything's going to be super easy and you'll be super resilient about everything that's going on in your life. So that's a reason that I think this is a really important topic to talk about. Totally. I, you said in the first episode, part of our goal in this series is to normalize these things and that's why we picked this to stare into the hard spaces because it's it's real and we don't have enough conversation about it to normalize the fact that there's heaps of shit going on for people all of the time Mm. and play such a huge part for how you show up what you need through life and how important it is to work in a place that supports that also just keeping in mind like you don't know what is going on for other people and and I think remembering that more and more really humanizes us all Mm. it's a massive massive subject and thank you for sharing about your your grief story do you want to talk a bit more about how that went and what worked for Mm. you in the workplace I think it would be great to share if you're up for that yeah for sure I don't know how you can prepare for grief it's just not something doesn't matter how much you read about it or you like watch on tv you don't know how you're going to respond and how I responded was quite different to how I would have predicted Mm. my reflections on work are that I got a lot of support. I think that's one thing. I'm like super grateful to the organization, you know, to my manager and my team, because as I mentioned, I was super new to the company and they still supported me with time off. They supported me with a lot of things that I was really needing at that time. So Mm. one of the first things when when I got the news that mum was in hospital and we didn't really know what was going on, that day I was just like so living off like frantic energy, you know, Mm. one of those days in your life where you just like don't know what's going on. You like don't know how to feel. I was agitated and like felt like I couldn't stop pacing my house and like it was just quite overwhelming. And I think that was obviously the start of a very extended period. Mum was in hospital for seven months. So I think I didn't even know on like day one that was going to happen. But like, I just think up front, the first thing I asked was, can I just work on non-client facing meetings so I can help you guys with some tasks offline and like work on some PowerPoint documents. Happy to talk to some of the team. Um, And of course, like they were super supportive. But I think just, I guess my first reflection is, Trust your gut about what you're feeling in that moment and don't Mm. feel overwhelmed about asking for what you feel like you need. And also don't worry that you will change your mind like the next day or the next Mm -hmm. week or the next month. And that's okay too. That doesn't mean you shouldn't ask for it today. Like, so just don't, Mm. don't put it on yourself that you need to know exactly for the future. Just ask in that moment. If you feel like for a few days, at least you just need to adjust what types of meetings you're going to just do that. Or even just saying, I don't know, I think, you know, it's absolutely fine to be overwhelmed. And if it's out of your capacity to even sense that, hopefully you're with leaders who are compassionate. I've certainly been in times where 
I don't know what I've needed and have had to have an intervention from a leader to go, I think you need to take some time off. And and I struggled with that because I was like, no, no, I don't. And it was hard. I kept trying to fill that time with other stuff to do because I felt like I had to be productive and Mm. it really was helpful to have someone point out to me and really push me to take a couple of days off to work through some stuff that gave me so much back in this pool of Mm. resilience. So do you feel like you would have felt safe in that example to like, it sounds like it turned out really well in that you did actually need the break. But one thing I Mm. found challenging is some people did tell me to take time off straight away. And I really didn't want to, I was like, I I just can't right now. And I think they listened, which I'm grateful for. So how do you feel about that? Like, yeah, did you feel safe to sort of say no to that as well? I think I would, like there's different times, right? And there was, there was a time where they were quite insistent. And yeah, I think that's the knee jerk reaction is take time. Is that what you need? Because that's what people feel like they can offer. And that's fine. And I've had that scenario as well, where I was like, similar to you just saying, I want to work because I need the distraction. There's nothing I can do. Thankfully was super, super supported, but I have been in situations where that's not the case. Probably quite a few years ago now felt like that type of environment where like you couldn't show any weakness basically. Mm. And I was due to go into a meeting and two really massive life events happened within about 20 minutes of each other a really positive thing I got offered a job that I really wanted and I got a message that a friend of my husband's had died by suicide and I had to break that news to my husband and I was at work trying to navigate that and I am somebody who like goes really red when I'm emotional good or bad And I was clearly like red face looking very shook. (laughs) Um, The full shook emoji was my face. And nobody asked me how I was at all in that meeting. Everyone looked at me, like took a breath and just went on with the meeting. And I I just remember being feeling so abstract. I think I would have gone about that differently when you see someone like looking a bit traumatized by something obviously like I had been offered a job so I ended up resigning not long after but I don't think like I ever felt like I could talk about the personal stuff with people at work it was just a very odd environment and then I obviously left there and moved to a different workplace and then a few years on from that like I had such a stark different thing where I had another really personal thing happening and it was just like don't even worry about work yep there's Mm. people that can step that in you take any time that you need you can work from home like a completely stark difference so it can be illuminating about the environment that you're in and thinking like and for some people that's fine some people are like no I don't want to talk about work stuff at work and so those environments are fine for those people but if you do feel like that's not something you're supported in the workplace or it's something to reflect on Mm. I think as well and think do I want this energy long term Because you could be the polar opposite and be like, people are too nice or too much for me and I don't want to actually encounter any of that at work, which is is fine if that's for people as well. Yeah, but I think it's more about their intention because if it's a good workplace and a good culture, if they're being too much or their natural instinct is too nice or too involved in your issues and that's not what you like that doesn't mean that's a bad culture because those people still if you gave them honest feedback or said you know hey I so appreciate it but I just like I really don't want to talk about it I I want a distraction at work so if we could just have a laugh chat about anything else like that's what I love but the thing is a workplace that just doesn't seem to like bat an eyelid like I don't know that that that's challenging like even if that's your style and you don't really want to talk about it I think it speaks volumes not just how culture supports you when things are easy yeah. but especially when things are hard I think there's sort of two two major points there for personally going through hardships is make sure that there's at least one person you have a trusted relationship with your boss at the very minimum mm. 
that you can talk to about and be open about if you can identify what you need, ask for it, give it a go and put yourself out there. I think your example raised um, a point about maybe sharing how you want to be communicated with and if it is safe for people to ask how you're Mm. going or not because a lot of people I found they don't want to say the wrong thing, right? So they want to say something, but then they end up saying nothing at all because they're so paralyzed by like, if I say this, it'll remind them. And the thing is with grief, yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, I'm probably not going to forget. Like, it's not it's not that. Um. You, you don't get over grief. Grief is something you learn to live with. It literally, like, it doesn't leave you. It's not a bruise that will go away or a broken yeah. leg that will heal. It is becomes part of who you are and is with you forever. Yeah, but in a special way, and I think it does matter yeah. how you, some people actively don't want to be reminded of it. On the flip side, I am more than happy to talk about it. And actually, I was so surprised and touched by you could have like a random stakeholder from like a completely different team. They'd hear what was going on. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I lost my mom or dad last year or three years ago. And Mm. like, honestly, I had so many of those conversations. And even now, like, same, it's still happening. Like, you just get surprised by who wants to share their story with you. And I'm not saying that's for everyone, but for people like me who like connecting and like hearing that human side, it actually was really helpful because I tried to like make it safe for other people to ask. And like, because I preferred that support rather than, feeling like oh they're just tiptoeing around me and I think that's an important part of when you're somebody working with someone going through hardships or or even just in your personal life try to navigate what they need by their indicators but don't put it on them that they have to make all the decisions Mm -hmm. I heard a really good interview with Julia Louis-Dreyfus talking about when she was fighting breast cancer which thankfully she's recovered from but she talked about it a lot and it sticks with me when I've been helping people at work and and in my personal life go through things that she was like stop asking me what I need just make me a lasagna I don't care (laughs) just do whatever makes you feel good and helpful I need to put all my attention into fighting cancer and that just really sticks with me and that am I adding to the burden by my desire to want to help people and I think you had a good example of that one of my great friends sent me a book about grief and I like reading. I'm like super curious mm. about psychology and I was really appreciative. And I was like, actually, this is like exactly what I needed because the book covered off so many things of like, I was feeling really isolated. It was in lockdown and all this mm. stuff. And also I had friends who offered like, hey, I was thinking of sending you food. I was thinking like a burger or Japanese, or is there something else you'd prefer? Like they kind of gave me something where they were already making it super simple for me to make a decision. I could still tell them, no, I actually feel like Italian or whatever. Point being just reducing some of the cognitive load of making decisions because it's so exhausting. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) What about in the workplace and maybe even for any like employers out there, I think it's important to think about how you can set up psychological safety for your employees to ask for what they need or have flexibility. I think that's something that um, we wanted to touch on as well because there's not really enough being done and part of what we wanted to do here is just talk about the fact that society's not set up super well yeah I think one thing for me I found so interesting so in Australia the Fair Work Act basically sets out some of the conditions for work Mm. the conditions for compassionate leave are currently two business days of leave that like every Australian's entitled to in like that's not long like (laughs) 
Yeah, it's very specific on who it applies to yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. So like, it's just your immediate family or household. Culturally, that's just not safe. Yeah. That just ignores a lot of rules of kinship for yeah. First Nations Australians, but also for loads of other cultures, like a lot of like Southeast Asia, like mm. many other places, or even religiously. Yeah. In terms of rules of kinship, there are a lot of extended family members or community members that are mm-hmm. your family. And technically, by legislation, like you wouldn't even be entitled to two days off for those people. And that's just yeah, wild. <laughs> exactly. And even same with like maternity leave is written very much about like the mother being the primary mm-hmm. caregiver, et cetera, et cetera. Like it doesn't create space for anyone who isn't in a very old fashioned view of what family yeah. is or what relationships yeah, 100%. are. And it, it's disappointing. Like I'm, I'm pleased to see some companies add to that. I think a lot of them are making progress, right? Like you see a heap of organizations starting to relook at their policies and maternity and paternity leave, I think being a good example, uh, you're seeing more leave for like miscarriages and stuff, which has been something that has Mm. just not been supported in a long time. And adoption. Yeah. And even um, for grief and compassion, some are offering a lot more days than the standard minimum. But even if they're not, what a lot of organizations do is they offer discretion. Yeah. Basically, it's giving the chance for managers to make a call in the best interests of their employees. Yeah, be compassionate. That's the main thing. And then I think as well for employees, don't be afraid to ask. Like you you might have read a policy and tried to navigate that, but give people the opportunity to support you and show yeah. up for you. It's often a surprise how much support is out there and it, it can hit you at different times. I think that's something as well yeah. I've observed that it kind of comes up as you process it and it, you just don't know. You might need something or listen when people, like I had that scenario where someone said to me I think you need to take some leave and and that was actually really what I needed even though it was six months past something quite big happening in my life just listening out for that and and hopefully working somewhere you know that can do that and show that compassion yeah I think that's really interesting it can feel really overwhelming something like grief even in like the immediate year after it right it can still be quite severe at times and One thing I found really interesting and read a lot about as well is that there can be this feeling that after a short period, you get all this support, right? But after a time, people go back to their own lives and that is not, that's Mm. not bad. It doesn't reflect on them badly. But when you're the one grieving, it can feel really isolating. Like you can really feel like, okay, it's been a few weeks. Sorry, I I have no idea what's happening with my family member. I don't know what's happening with this or whatever mm. it is, this really serious breakup. I've ended a 10-year relationship. I'm really struggling. Like, mm. it can be really disorienting when you're at work and you just feel like your career won't stop, your your workplace won't stop. And and they they don't. That's, that's life sometimes. But as the person, mm. that effect can be so isolating and lonely because you're just like, okay, yeah. I feel like I just have to keep up or I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, right? disorienting such a good word for it I've been in this situation where completely understandably other people aren't in your life 24 7 so they forget stuff and and having something so present for me talking to someone who forgot that I had told them that was such a surprise kick in the guts that I wasn't expecting and and so remembering not to to take it out on other people yeah. and remembering that people have their own lives to leave and their yeah. lead and their own stuff to deal with and it can't be that present a good point it's not just always grief it's it, you know relationships and divorces mm-hmm. and yeah you have safer spaces to talk about it when really hard things do come up is really important 
I think also looking back on what it gives you, because if I think about the journey I've been on, mum went to hospital now almost two years ago. So it's been a while, Mm. right? I had some moments where I really questioned, am I on my own either because of support at work or outside of work wasn't there that I thought I would have. But I don't resent that because the thing is I learned so much through that experience. I think the points I would say to anyone is if you're in that moment where you're just struggling, you really feel alone. You aren't alone, like no matter what you think, it's totally fine mm. to feel it, but just just trust that like it's not going to feel like this forever and things you tell yourself in those moments, they're not always true and, and people do care. It's just that people's propensity to check in with you day in, day out for seven months a year, like it, it's just not feasible and you could think about mm. your empathy and ability to do that extendedly. Is it, When we talked about filling your cup, it's hard for you to do that for a friend no matter yeah. how much you love them. So I think the other thing is, in the long term, I think it gives you so much else, like the amount I worked through on being there for myself in a period that I never thought I could be. I really got a lot out of that. And that's helped me a lot with not just grief, but my relationships, how I feel when I'm at work. And I just have this faith in myself. And I think that that's really important. And and so I think if you're in that space right now, I hope you know that there are other people feeling like that and that you will get through it. Mm, That's such a beautiful reflection. Thank you for sharing that. It's so rare that we talk about this sort of stuff of coming through it and something we have touched on in a couple of the other episodes in this series about resilience is also remembering to ask for help and it can't always be the workplace but there's so many systems out there and support areas like beyond blue and and therapy and employee assistance programs as well i think Mm. a lot of big corporates offer that i have been in my moment where i've just gone i don't want to ask for help and just literally like (laughs) yelling at myself to like pick up the phone and call someone it was so hard to do but I'm so glad that I did and got into therapy and really worked through stuff and have had that support network of people who literally like know how to do that you know it's it's fine to lean on friends and families and and colleagues but when it's long-term stuff you really do need to get support in quite a sustainable way Mm. we all need help sometimes and it's okay to ask for it that is the energy we wanted to put out there with this series on resilience yeah it's just been really nice to be able to talk about all these topics we're both very passionate about human workplaces and the corporate landscape's changing and think a lot of the new generation coming in are also about that it's like purpose-driven workplaces places where it's safe to be yourself, Mm. that shift for me societally is really exciting. And I think all these topics around resilience, are it's just been a nice chance to, I guess, humanize the things we all go through and hopefully make it a bit safer if you're currently going through something and you need to ask for help or... Unfortunately, inevitably will or be around someone. So not a if, it's a when. Well, thank you to anyone who listens to this. We appreciate it. We hope it helps. And that is a wrap on series two about resilience. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.